0: Today's episode of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast is brought to you by the Visual Identity Vault. The Visual Identity Vault is the official merchandise supplier for the greatest people you've never met. You can pick up the basics like t shirts, hoodies, to headwear, and premium wear. The Visual Identity Vault is a full service, decorated apparel and marketing business located in my hometown of Fairmont, Minnesota. Shipping is included in all pricing, so we make it simple to order pay, will produce, and ship. Tviv a proud sponsor of the GPY M pod. All right, welcome in to another episode of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast. Joining us today from the high country of the Dakotas, North Dakota, Mr. Henry Allen Brown. Hank, what's up, brother? Bennett, good to see you, brother. Uh, been a long time.
1: Happy to be on board here. Just wrapped up a busy spring planting season. So I'm glad I could uh, jump on board and and catch up and be on the pod. I'm honored.
0: Yeah. No, I wanted to do these in person and then life starts happening, man. And then you look out real quick and it's been almost well over two years since I seen you in person. That makes me sad to say out loud.
1: I know. I I was listening to Brandon's podcast the other day you guys did and, I can't believe it's been two years since he have been down, down in Arizona.
0: I know it's just time flies. Time does fly. I think I came and saw you and then with Benny the weekend before I moved out here, maybe two weeks before, but it was pretty close before I moved. And uh, yeah, then just crazy. It just gets away from you. It sucks. It's no excuse, but Jeff did one with all his baseball buddies and, it had been like 20, 20 years since some of them have even talked, and I was like, I don't want that, so I'm changing uh, it, so if if this is all we get, I, will, I do appreciate you, and then you guys are pretty good about, you know, at least we FaceTime once every couple months at minimum to kind of catch up, you know, but it ain't the same, man, but it's life, so...
1: No, this is this is second best. We'll, we'll make it happen in person
0: soon, but uh yeah, glad to catch up here. Can't wait. So um for those of you that don't know Henry Allen, aka Hank, uh world's nicest human. I don't think anybody could dispute that claim. Uh there yeah, I I mean that's that's the best place to start. Another one of my best friends here carrying on the best friend series. Uh Married Man now dad now i don't know if i can say this but i'm gonna about to be dad again and uh pretty exciting stuff going on uh couldn't be prouder of the guy just absolutely killing it in north dakota just built a beautiful home and up in fargo and just building a hell of a life for yourself and glad to call him a good friend and so excited to introduce him to the world today so that's my intro of you but You got you got an intro of you? I mean, what do we what do we throw for a job title these days?
1: I'm just a guy that goes to work every day and does the best I can, but uh
0: Lunch Bell mentality.
1: Yeah, that's right. I I work with farmers every day. I help manage manage some staff at a grain elevator and I manage a grain elevator and that entails a lot of different things. Little side story. I was real I don't know if it was on Jeff's podcast or your podcast but Jeff was saying he had like some elevator management training, or that was the first thing he went to do like post-college. And I just died laughing because he said how much he hated it. But uh, I found that funny. So, yeah, but no, I, I, uh, yeah, do that for a job, but not most important. I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a father and uh, yeah, do the best I can every day.
0: For sure. Uh, so yeah, Hank's Hank's killing it. It works about an hour away from where he lives. So um in north dakota i can't imagine that drive in the winter time how many days a year do you not even get to do that drive because they're like you know what 29 shut down
1: i think this past winter it was it was easily over a dozen you couldn't dozen even dozen go to work. work i mean they, they shut the interstate system down here all the time it, it it's terrible but yeah distance is different the dakotas i drive an hour each way. Kind of crazy to think about, you know, growing up in Fairmont. That's like commuting to Mankato every day. I'm sure there was people that did it, but I didn't know anybody that did. But no, that's that's where I landed. That's that's what I'm doing.
0: It is uh, it is funny that you say that because I think that every time I leave the house, because it's. No big deal for me to throw, you know, go an hour away, right? Whatever. And it's like, that's just like driving to Mankato if you think about it. But if you made that drive from Fairmont to Mankato, you'd be pissed. You'd be like, I got to drive to Mankato today. But you just don't even think about it. But for you, I mean, too, it's just all, when it's all interstate or highway systems like that, it's not that big of a deal. You just knock it out and go about your life. Obviously, you listen to some grade A podcasts under the... Ben Stemp, Jeff Heinrich, Umbrella, got a couple rolling there. We don't have a fancy entertainment name yet, but maybe someday we'll start up an LLC or something.
1: You got it. No, I'm a, I'm a fan. That's all I do is listen to podcasts two hours a day and catch up on you guys all the time.
0: Yeah, it's, no, it's good. Um, so, yeah, dude, let's start. Uh, obviously, I asked Brandon this. I asked Hein when I had Hein on. And what's it like being a dad? I think it's... Uh, it's crazy for me to think about my friends being dads because i mean i'll share some stories here later but uh you know just you know, guys are guys and it's just it just it's weird because i know it changes your life pretty quick and your kind of mentality changes but i mean you're working on number two so let's start there uh any more nervous less nervous I've done this thing before kind of mentality out of you or what, what you think it's, it's definitely different.
1: Yeah. baby number two uh, is due in October here, but Ellie's 14 months old. So we're in the thick of it and it, it's a ton of fun. Uh, it, it kind of comes natural. I actually just got done with the bedtime routine. So the biggest thing with being a dad is look forward to the little things, look forward to coming home every day. Uh, there's a lot more routine in your life with a young child. Cause they kind of thrive on that. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay with me at this point in life. But yeah, the just the little things that you remember like what really matters and what brings a lot of joy. So that's that's really cool. But yes, yeah, second go around here, it hasn't hit me yet. I mean it's two is gonna be a lot different than one. It's it's all gonna be good, but it's gonna be chaos. So yeah. Two under two.
0: Barely though. I mean, yeah, I suppose you know what I mean. I guess October is closer than I think it is, but that's uh so I mean, you just like rinse, wash, repeat here. You are putting together a whole new bedroom or you are just kicking Ellie out and putting baby yeah, in. Into- we
1: moved Ellie to a different bedroom here and <laughs> left, uh, left the gender neutral uh, nursery room that the new baby will go in. We won't find out on the second one. Like Ellie will be surprised the day of. So happy as long as it's healthy. It's yeah. all that matters.
0: No, that's cool. That's exciting. I'm excited for you. I was excited to see that text. And you got a dog now, too. I mean, you got a new pup. But probably not much of a new pup anymore, but um, you just, I mean, you just got it all going on, you know? It's just probably busier than hell right now, I can only imagine. At 14 months, she's probably starting to learn some pretty cool tricks, I would guess.
1: Yeah, she's, uh, the coolest thing is they learn how to communicate with you through, like, some sign language and a few words, and you can definitely tell what she's getting at, and she's running all over, and finding her voice and screaming and yelling. And it, it's just a blast.
0: Yeah. No, that's fun. It's exciting. Benny's got one close to, so they get to grow up together. That's pretty cool. I think. I mean, Absolutely. Um, but no, that's exciting. Um, so you're not, you're not going to find out what number two is either. You're just gonna.
1: No, we're going to, we're going to wing it again. And everyone has a different viewpoint on it. I think what uh, my wife and I talked about, it's one of la- uh, life's last great surprises. It was it was hard to describe when we when Ellie was born, like Brandon said, all the emotions you can't put it into words. Yeah. Um, but finding out it was a girl, I mean, I just I broke down. I, I wanted to be for some whatever reason. I had a strong feeling it was a girl, like Brandon. But and I really wanted to be a girl dad the first yeah. time around, which is hard to explain. Like I think every a male growing up, you want you want boys and play ball and do all that stuff, but something special while being a girl dad too so
0: yeah no i think um yeah i think everybody does uh ton has a niece and um she she says all the time she's like i can see the way you look at her if we have a girl we're screwed you know but i think that's just a natural it's just like a protector thing you know i i'm sure and everybody says that i mean I know some people are like, oh, having girls, whatever. But I think that that's the natural. As you grow up, I think that's just, you probably, I don't know why that is. But I feel like most people feel that way, where you're at least at at some point, like, really happy that it's a girl or excited about it. You know what I mean? And kind of wishing for it, I think, too, so... You hoping Absolutely. that you hoping the the next one's a girl, or are you hoping that you even out the pack? I know you're gonna say don't care as long as it's happy, but there's there's a little bit of hope somewhere in there.
1: I, I'm really mixed. I would have you know after Ellie was born, I would have said I'd be happy with just all girls, but man, I think a boy would be really cool to throw in now too, just uh to, just to mix it up a bit. So yeah. we'll see what happens.
0: No, that would be sweet. That would be sweet for you. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Does uh, Nin have a preference? Are you guys pulling? Are you both pulling boy now? We
1: were uh, no preference. Really. I mean, you talk about it every day, but and no strong feelings right now either. Yeah. I mean, with with uh, Ellie, we were really strong feelings that it was a girl, but she's about halfway through the pregnancy, and we don't know yet, and maybe it'll come. So
0: yeah. It'll it'll come out one way or the other, or you can wait until it's five and let it decide. I don't know. Whatever people are doing these days. No comment, no comment. <laughs> uh no. Um so yeah, I guess let's let's talk a little bit about about your wife, Nin. Um fun story. I'll let you tell it. I mean Yeah, dude. Let's uh let's dive into it, Henry. Let's go.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the reason why I'm sitting here today is the uh, man I'm talking to across the screen, Mr. Ben and Semf. Uh It was probably, it was July of 2019, right before Brandon and Denver's wedding. Um, we were all heading to that wedding and, and Ben sent me a picture. It was a screenshot of Nins, my wife McKinley's Instagram page. And it was just, you got to meet this girl. And that was it. And I think I replied to like a one word answer, like, yep. Yep. you know kind of how i am and i think he sent the same to Ned. uh so i showed up at that wedding not expecting anything and one thing led to another um yeah met my wife that night so i've got mr bennett Sem to thank uh made me one of the happiest guys in the world got the best wife a uh, guy can ask for and great family so quite the matchmaker benny
0: yeah i guess so um yeah, she started of another podcast. I think maybe the, the Matchmaker Show. No, you just know. Sometimes I got to know Nin a lot. Obviously, you know. Obviously, hanging. She was she's good friends with Denver, and um, I just you know, you, you two are such good people, and I was like, you know, you got to meet this guy. And I think at the time you were still living in Valley City, even weren't you? Yep, yeah, I was out in
1: Valley City, North Dakota.
0: And it's funny too because I remember you came back for Brandon's. Uh, Brandon's bachelor party and we're up That's in nice. Brainerd had a heck of a time. Uh, but you taco and I ended up golfing together at, uh, I don't know, whatever the plate, uh, it's a real nice course, way too nice for a bunch of idiots on a bachelor party. I'll tell you that. Uh, but it was, we had a blast. And then that day he told me like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to come back for Brandon's wedding. So I really wanted to make this happen. And, lo and behold everything kind of fell into place because i think it was like the day before the wedding too brandon called and was like hey do you know anybody who still needs a room because somebody booked an extra one in the block and i was like actually hank and tyler both need a room so there we go let's let's put them together so no it's uh it was exciting uh it was fun to watch it um couldn't be happier for you guys it's uh yeah, man, I don't know what else to say. It was, uh, I guess my matchmaking, I, I'm hitting a perfect 1,000 here, so I'm going to retire. Um, but it was, yeah, dude, it just, I had a feeling that you two would hit it off, and you did. And uh, you guys put a lot of miles on in between each other and uh, driving back and forth from, because then was in St. Cloud at the time. You're in Valley City. I don't know how far of a drive that is. You probably tell me right now.
1: Three and a half hours, four hours. Yeah, it was it was a lot of miles on yeah. the old uh, Interstate ninety four on the GMC truck, but didn't matter. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, that's uh that's no, fun. I also remember the day you called me and said you were going back to, or you just got done asking everybody if you could ask her to marry you. And I was like, Hell yeah, dude, here we go. So <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, it was cool. Uh, I'm very happy for you guys. I'm very excited. To see where life brings you um y'all are killing it that's uh that's pretty fun man it was cool cool to see you guys hit it off and and, and take it to where you've taken it had a hell of a time at your wedding i had a blast man uh covid wedding and i mean that was a that was a pure real life covid wedding we had uh you know we we had a mask up to sit in the church we could only have so many people in there thank you for letting me be a part of that and yeah, dude, that was, I mean, that, I you know, don't think of it because when we got to your reception, obviously the, the COVID rules kind of went out the window, but to think of all the things that were different because of the timing of the world, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, looking back, it was
1: crazy. It's, uh, and, and time flies. It was three years ago this September, but...
0: September 11th. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, Side joke there, Benny. Yeah, we had... Uh, yeah, it was, it was a ton of fun in a smaller wedding, but uh, everyone that we wanted there was there. Uh, and it, it turned out to be a ton of fun, so thankful for that total. Didn't it rain and, all night, too? It, it rained, and it was like 40 degrees, and I was stressing like crazy before. Yeah. Uh, we brought a bunch of those patio heaters inside a big tent. Um uh, at a venue in Alexandria, Minnesota and just, just had a blast.
0: Yeah, it was a good time. I remember riding in a van on the way back, stuffing pizza into my pockets of my suit jacket and uh I just have a blast at weddings, you know, you gotta you gotta have fun. But shout out Joel for the van ride. Um Diamond GMC Cadillac, uh, that was Good times. So it was a good little Thank Uber Mr. cruise, Mark. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, you wouldn't expect anything less with uh, with the friend group and everything going on. It would, I mean, it was it was a fun party and got to be a late night for a few, yourself included. But yeah, that's all she rolls.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, probably save for the podcast of Benny and I, but there's probably still crumbs of muffins on the floor of that cabin after we got back from your wedding. Oh my god! I can still picture it like it was yesterday. Just, just destroying muffins and yelling and laughing with each other and spitting them all over. But oh, it was a good time for sure. I I enjoyed it. If you guys wanted to do it again, I'd show up again. That was a that was a lot of fun. So,
1: good memories for sure.
0: Absolutely. So um, I guess we'll take it back a little bit. Uh, I met Hank for the first time in third grade, St. John Vini, Miss Schultz class. And then yes, I he was there through halfway through fifth grade. Then I bounced over to the public school. Hank came over in sixth grade. And then we really weren't that close again until senior year i think late senior middle of senior year probably after fall of senior year and then from there it was you know being inseparable again so uh some things are bound to find their way back so i guess i mean a lot of people fall out of friendships early in life and don't ever talk to those people again but for some reason we did and we started hanging out again and thank god for it but uh yeah, I don't know, dude. That's a wild thing to look back and think. I was thinking on that on the way down here. Like, it's a really weird thing to have started being friends in the third grade because I have some really good childhood memories out at the Brown Farm. And then again later in life, too, you know, there's just that gap year of nothing. But, yeah, dude, um, you remember your fourth? Uh, let's see. It might have been earlier, because I remember your house in town too, because we did Boy Scout stuff there too. Home Street, yeah, yeah. right behind high View there. Yeah, and I remember doing. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember you guys moving to moving to the farm. When did you move to the farm? During third grade, or it would have been? Uh, I don't remember the uh, the grade school year, but it was a year two thousand, because when we moved to the farm in Ceylon. Okay, so yeah, probably right there around, yeah, yeah, third third, fourth grade. Um, yeah, I I remember the first time staying out there was your birthday that year. And uh, I think Jack Schmidt like re-gifted his old sixty four oh. to you for a birthday gift, if I remember right. And yeah, we
1: played till Our Eyes Blood. Yeah. 3 in the, the morning.
0: Yeah, classic. And then Hank's dad Nate Brown came downstairs. He was not so happy <laughs> that we would not go to sleep. Can yeah, you uh, imagine why
1: Boone and Hollering.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm sure we were extremely quiet. But the first time I remember, he called you up. And then you're like, hey, we got to be quiet. You know, we got to go to sleep. Because it was probably 2, 3 in the morning. And then... The second time, Nate was not holding back. So, uh, no, that was uh, that's for sure one of the first first memories of the Brown Farm. I couldn't I couldn't tell you who else was even at that. I'm sure the usual suspects from the St. John Vini days: you, Jack, myself, Andrew Hassick. Who else would have been there? Uh,
1: there wasn't many. I was I was thinking back. So yeah, when you left, I think it went through fifth grade or did it go through sixth grade, man. I'm, I'm blanking. I think it fun.
0: went through sixth grade, but I think a lot of people came over at the start of sixth grade.
1: I think there was five people in the class in fifth grade. And that's why I went over at sixth grade to uh public middle school. Cause it was, I mean, it was, it was such a small little private school. I mean, good memories there, but yeah. No, we
0: did have a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I got a weird memory. I could, Share some stories of the St. John Vini days. Just a lot of embarrassing things stick out more than anything. Um, I remember uh, we were at the Grotto, so that would have been like probably fifth grade, fourth grade maybe. Um, You remember going down there to that rock thing in Iowa? Yeah, it's coming back now. So... (laughs) This is it's bad because it's embarrassing, and that's why it sticks with me. I replay it probably once every six months in pure embarrassment. But I was a small child. I remember you telling Ma Paul Determan, I think that was Aaron Determan's dad, um, that the the geese were mating because it was the spring, and then Wayne Hassock's like, "What are they doing?" And I said, "They're masturbating." <laughs> I I cannot forget that memory if I tried. And he was so mad at me. He probably thought I was some heathen, you know, like trying to be a smart ass. But I was was trying to be smart. It was like, hey, Wayne, they're masturbating. And I meant to say what you said, but I I messed it up. Messed up the... No, no, it didn't. So, So, yeah, I have a lot of I have a lot of good, good young memories there. A lot of time spent on the old Skeeter together, chasing bass, probably 10 different bass in the Fairmont lakes. But
1: no doubt. Yeah. Kind of a really, and you you mentioned it briefly before, but kind of a a really unique friendship. And that fact that you, myself, and then my younger brother, Ben, I mean, there was times we were just inseparable, just, you know, doing whatever. Yeah. So ton of fun growing up just small Americana, fishing driving trucks
0: yeah
1: everything else that entails and yeah ton of fun
0: uh do you remember that time we all drove to tuttle okamana pedin uh fish off the little off the culvert there and then we drove back yeah. and we were like we would like put our right turn signal on and then <laughs> Take a left.
1: We got to drive four miles to go fishing in a lake, and you know the dumb boys we were, sixteen to eighteen. We all drove our trucks (laughs) separately (laughs) for for no good reason, driving in the ditch. Oh yeah, yeah. That Uh, was, I mean, thinking back, we had a really, I mean that that period of time, young adolescence, that was a good time to grow up, good place to grow up, a lot of freedom, do whatever the hell we wanted.
0: So much. so much freedom in it's just funny the way my brain works and I could just pull memories left and right. But I think being able to kind of grow up and experience that with, with you and Ben not having brothers was kind of always like, you know, inserting myself, sorry, Zach, as like the third brother sometimes, but it was, uh, you know, you guys would bicker. And then, I mean, anytime the three of us get together, it's kind of Benny and I on you And uh, you know, Goms is pajacked. Like nobody else will get that. But that was a text message sent by Hank probably in two thousand and (laughs) ten. And still talking about it today. Today. Um, and it means nothing, but uh you went to one of Zach's basketball games one night and we were gonna go ice fishing. Again, where kids we're, were dumb. I drove all the way out to your house to go fishing in Fairmont, where I lived to ride with you to go fishing in town. But I do remember, um, you, we had over we like Texan, we we're going to go ice fishing and, uh, uh, Fairmont on hall Lake. And, uh, we got to town and, and Ben's like, Oh, I forgot the minnows. And so we had to stop at the bait shop. And <laughs> You just lost your, I just assumed when you said you had everything ready, that meant you had everything ready. <laughs> and,
1: it was, the good older brother that i was i, I you know I, I took the time to scold him for something i should remember too but yeah i remember that story and there, there's so many more and you know the next time the three of us all get together it's going to revert to the same thing sitting on a campfire drinking bush late till four in the morning like yeah talking about that stuff because really good memories
0: it is it's great uh, Hank also does resort to one meme and one meme only, and it's the Bart Scott can't wait meme. So, can't wait. <laughs> you could send anything to Hank, and that'll ultimately be what you get back. Uh, also, do you know who sings the hit song "Meet Me in the Middle"? Hank, by oh, chance? My <laughs> No comment.
1: <laughs> what did I say?
0: You said Trace Atkins, but it's Diamond
1: Rio. I said Trace. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Benny got so mad about that. He, he got out of the pickup.
0: Left it so in drive. And I was. Left it in
1: drive because you were so upset and I didn't remember that. And you were just dying laughing.
0: And I just walked next to my truck as it drove down a gravel road making fun of you. And you're like, get in. Let's go. You were you had got to the point where you didn't want to hear it anymore. But I do appreciate. Well, I guess I don't appreciate it. But I do. it. Maybe you appreciate it. Every time that song comes on Sirius XM. I send a picture yeah. to the group chat. I love it. It's so good, dude. God, it's so funny, so funny. So many good times at St. John's. Uh, just say case days were cool. Those were a blast. How many? How many times do you think you drove up to St. John's when Benny and I were in college? Uh, a lot. I don't know, dude. That was. I mean, that was three and a half hours away from Fairmont, and I was. I mean. There was times I was making that drive every weekend. I mean, I came up three, four weekends in a row sometimes.
1: You were almost like the fifth roommate down at the old uh, new Flinttown apartment. That's with, right. Uh, with Hank and the boys. No, I, I mean, you were a staple there. It was, that that was a ton of fun. Yeah. I, stays, I Which I never quite could finish. You and, you know, I'd pass out and you and Benny would stay up talking and singing. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so, I mean, case day for those that don't know, it's a, uh, it's, I mean, it is a tradition at St. John's. I hope they still do it to this day. Uh, I'm sure they do. Uh, it is what it sounds like. It is the goal is of the day is to drink a case of beer and there's like little games and little different house parties. And um yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, it's fun. I did it the first time our freshman year. And then we were drinking in the dorm because we couldn't go anywhere because we were eighteen years old or nineteen or yeah, sophomore year I think it was your sophomore. sophomore year. Yeah, so yeah, I think I made all three three of those there. Um Yeah, that was that was fun, but I made a lot of trips to St. John's for sure. Um Basically, an alumni without the two hundred thousand dollars in student debt. So shout You're out, right, to yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got some good times about the bill. Yeah. Uh, I was just telling somebody about Sal's, right? That's the bar, right? Yeah.
1: Styles bar. Yes, yeah. sir.
0: Yeah. I was just telling somebody this week about it. And Bar closed. Song comes on. Everybody stands in a circle and drops their pants, their ankles. And... It's. I mean, that sounds a little crazy. And everyone does.
1: Every Johnny wedding, St. John's wedding, that's the last song of the night. Or one of the last ones. If if the bride allows it. And, you drop your pants and you sing Billy Joel. Yeah. Yeah, man. And yeah, there's a lot of memories there, a lot of tradition that was going on. My, my dad and mom both went to St. John's St. Ben's and that, that was the bar when they were there. And yeah, the tradition's pretty cool. It is, of course, but it, it's a lot of fun.
0: It's a, uh, now it's a real fun place. I think it's probably pretty underrated, um, uh, place, uh, and it, it's so neat to me too. I always like to tell people about like the St. John's campus in general, because it's like its own little world. Like there's nothing else. I mean, it's, it's just kind of by itself, you know, what's that little town Avon. That's like the closest gas station in it.
1: Avon's about four miles away. Yeah. Uh, St. John's. It's a little, uh, it's collegeville, Minnesota. I think there's three 2, to 3,000 acres of woods and lakes. And, yeah, it's really picturesque, and in the fall, the, the football stadium's kind of down in a bowl and surrounded half by oak and maple trees, and the colors come out. And yeah, there's there's no better place to be in Minnesota on an October Saturday morning than St. John's football game.
0: No, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, the Tommy Johnny game, Benny's senior year, was crazy. Where they had like the sports center set up that was oh, yeah. one of the wild i mean people were basically they had nowhere to put people and people were essentially standing on the field like to watch that game they i mean literally like they have the media stripe which is 2 yards off the off the sideline and it was packed with fans and just insane and it's been rated by like sports illustrated before i think as one of the top places to watch a college football game but there is truthfully nothing better um i don't think i ever saw a really close game that's ain't that st thomas game but i think we watched him beat like saint olaf one time like 72 to three uh the johnnies don't lose a whole lot either so it makes it for a fun time was uh does one game stick out going to for you i mean you also had the pride of watching, watching Benny, and watching him become kind of a little Johnny legend in his own right too. But this yeah, one game watch. stick I out. I didn't miss hardly any
1: games that Ben played, home or away, especially as junior and senior year when he was starting. Uh, the game that sticks out the most was actually when, so my dad played football there too, and he was we used to go to a couple games a year. Uh, but it was a game that John Gallardi, I believe, he tied the all-time winning record. For a college football coach, I think they're playing Bethel and it was early November and it was like (laughs) zero degrees and two feet of snow and it was a nail biter. And I mean when he when he won that game, that was a huge event. And I was hell, what the hell was I 10, 12 years old? Yeah. But I've got a lot of memories from you know being really young, going to Johnny games and then getting to watch um Zach played there too for a bit, but getting to watch Ben start for a couple years was was a blast.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, a lot of people always like, oh, it's D3 football. Well, there's also 200-some kids on the roster. And it's, like, one of the most prestigious college football programs in America, no matter how you slice it. And it is so, like you said, like, there's so much pride around it, like you guys being little kids and driving up to see the Johnnies, you know, like, you didn't, you guys didn't care about the Gophers or the Hawkeyes growing up. Like you, you guys knew all the Johnny's players and it's just, uh, I think it's such a cool thing because most people don't have that, you know, in, in their life where it's, it's kind of something off the wall that you're fully engaged with. Right. And so for yeah. you guys to all go through St. John's in general and carry on the legacy and sorry, cause it'll probably be $150,000 a year when your kids are getting ready to go there. But Somebody's got to foot the bill, Hank. Yeah, that,
1: that's getting out of control, but no, you're right. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's different levels of football, but competitive football and the Mayak conference in Minnesota was has been super competitive throughout the years. And yeah, the tradition was just something that was really cool that went along with it. And a lot of life lessons taught through John Gillardi, passed down to all his... Uh, all his players that were passed down to different people, one really off the wall story. So I never played football at St. John's. I wasn't really that great of a football player, but I delivered mail around the campus. Um, and one day John Glarity stopped me in the hallway and asked my name. And then he remembered my, my dad and, you know, things like that. And that's, that's just a testament to to a good coach <laughs> and a good man. And he brought so many people together. I mean, like I said, I didn't play football there, but he took the time to stop and ask me and remembered a few things about a player that played 25 years ago. So,
0: Right. No, that's cool. Did you ever take the football class? I never
1: did. I didn't have the opportunity. He taught one class a year, and <laughs> it was, yeah, the John Gordy football class, but all he talked about was, like, meeting your wife and dating and just life lessons. So.
0: Yeah, just to hear those stories, I just always thought that would be such a... Cool class, but I know that was like one of the first classes to fill every year. Like everybody that went to St. John's and probably St. Ben's could sign up for it too, but they all wanted to take that class. So I just, I didn't, I couldn't remember if you were able to or not.
1: Wasn't lucky enough.
0: Uh, Speaking of your, your folks, uh, you know, Brandon touched on, I think that's why I'm so close with a lot of my friends. A lot of my friends' parents have always made me feel at home and a part of their families and. Uh, Nate and Sarah are, are, no different and, um, real impactful people to my life. Um, I will say had a lot of fun, a lot of different times, uh, that Hank Williams Jr. Concert ranks up there in life events. Um, <clears throat> I'll leave it at that. Uh, you know, but, uh, boy, it was, you know, kind of spur of the moment thing really. Cause it was. There was four tickets, and it was supposed to be you, Zach, Ben, and your dad, and then Zach wasn't going, and you guys called me, I think, probably two hours before we hit the road, and I was like, yeah, okay, let's go, so.
1: Yeah, we, we boogied on <laughs> Nate Brown, Hank Brown, Ben Brown, and Bennett Semp, and uh, went and saw Hank Williams Jr. Where the heck was that at? I, was like, I think that was so, at, no.
0: in Morton at Jackpot Junction. Yeah, that's correct, and uh.
1: Ton of fun at the concert, outdoor venue, ton of fun on the way home. Yeah. Learned some life lessons there again. Sure uh, did. Never forget. (laughs) Yeah, believe it at that, but never forget that. Had had to stop, what, a mile from the
0: house? Yeah. Couldn't quite make it back. I don't know that anybody's ever been more mad than Ben was in that moment. Because it wasn't just one of us. It was all of us got out to go to the bathroom. We were literally a mile away. And he's like, you can't make it? No, we can't. See the ditch? That's where we're heading. That's the line that'll stick with me the rest of my life. CNN's um, Yeah, no. And then for them to move up north, um well, I guess, I mean, same kind of thing when we went to that Jamie Johnson concert with your mom. That was probably her 700th time seeing him. She actually knew some ladies that were also following him. But that was a blast too. remember we saw uh i don't remember who it was but somebody we knew getting hauled yeah (laughs) but they were getting kicked out of the concert before it was an i mean an adult i mean that guy was probably in his 40s 50s at that time right don't you think and we saw him just getting hauled out of there by the bouncers and yeah I that I that just popped into my brain, but that was a sweet. That's the only play time I've ever been to the surf ballroom in Clear Lake, Iowa. And that is a pretty sweet spot.
1: Um, a lot of history there,
0: <clears throat> lots. And that was, you know, that was fun. But, uh, yeah, your folks, at, I mean, the farm was awesome, the barn was incredible. So many good times in the barn. Um, if you were never fortunate enough to come out to the brown farm, that old. Barn with a hayloft and the basketball hoop up there and set up to sing karaoke or for Ben Semp to do some stand-up comedy for his dumb friends every once in a while. But um just so much fun up there. And yeah. Uh, it was uh never sad that your parent I mean, I you know, I get what they did, but it was just kinda always the the farm was just always a place that we always hung out at. So it was just kind of weird to never go back there but love their new place up north and boy we had some fun fourth of july's up there for a couple of years as well
1: yeah unique place on uh place my grandparents actually live so my dad was there for a bit but nice place on the lake and good place to get people together summer nights and yeah bass fishing drinking beer what else could you want? but no nate up. Really great people and they ask about you all the time. So I know they really care about how you know, how Mr. Ben Sam's doing. So Yeah.
0: No, they're they're top notch people and can't wait to see them again and catch up. Uh what do you think? How many bass do you think we caught that first summer we went up there? I mean, literally like people have a hard time believing this, but we couldn't throw a line without catching a bass. It was that was a
1: summer that was on fire. I mean a hundred in like two hours. Easily. Like every
0: time we go out and then we'd come back. Like it got old. Like we're like kind of sick of catching fish all day long. Like everybody but ben
1: Brown.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I think
1: we're we, <clears throat> that you're ripping lips.
0: Yeah, that's no, hundred percent. Nobody would ever stop. You couldn't get that guy to stop. Um, but yeah, that was so much fun. I do still I have the picture. We probably all three caught the same bass but um it was a large i mean that's the biggest fish i've probably ever caught and that was so much fun i'll never forget it right as as really i mean it was getting to be pitch black dark and it was probably the last cast of the night and as soon as that that bait hit the water it was just on and breaking necks and yeah dude so much fun and people i feel bad for people that don't Get to live like that for a little bit because there's not a whole lot better than just literally being out in the middle of nowhere, waking up, <clears throat> eating pork, uh fairway pork patties with Uncle Joe, and then hearing Uncle Joe stories for a couple hours out on the boat. Um Yeah, dude, that was, those are some of the best times I've had. Uh, and it was on a boat with you and your brother. Like, those are just... People don't get that. You know, there's just something simple about it and making jokes. And yeah, I don't know, dude,
1: simple things. Just enjoying the moment. I could
0: never repeat any of those jokes, but, um, they're great. Uh, truthfully great. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. So, um, yeah, dude, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I don't want to... I mean, we've got so much stories to tell. Um, so many good times. I'm so appreciative of you. I'm really sorry that I haven't seen you in two years. Uh, I know you're going to say don't be sorry, but uh, it hurts a lot sometimes, you know, to think about it, you know. It's just... I get it's part of growing up, and but, uh, yeah, just crazy. I, I mean, haven't seen your folks since your wedding. Like just i get that everybody like you say it's growing up people move around the country but uh that's just nuts dude i don't know um it,
1: it it goes both ways benny and yeah i'm I'm so proud of you and i remember the day you called me and told me that you were you were gonna move down to arizona or you're thinking about moving down to arizona and uh, i don't remember exactly what i told you but i was just super happy i mean you know things like this can happen where people move distance apart and you keep together and you don't see each other as often. And then that really sucks. But to see a guy chasing his dreams and living life of a incredible woman and doing things he loves is that's, what's important. So staying fulfilled and I'm, I'm super happy for it and proud of you and excited to see where this football thing goes. Uh, I'm jacked up.
0: Yeah. I appreciate really that brother. There. Means a ton. <clears throat> it's just crazy to, you know, we're getting ready to come home here in a couple of weeks, and it's like when you only go home for a little bit, right? <clears throat> and then it's it's nuts, and everybody's at different stages, and you guys are building the family and building the life. But it's just it's just one of those things where you never really think you're getting old until you're like, I haven't seen some of my best fucking friends in two years, you know, like we're getting freaking old, Benny. I fast. know, very fast.
1: I mean- it's crazy to think about graduating high school how many years ago and but uh no i mean there's a lot a lot of good things to come but yeah time time flies yeah can you, you believe we take p- time go ahead
0: can you believe we're pushing 15 years being out of high school that's crazy i don't believe that for a second it's just crazy how the mind works because some of that stuff really truly does feel like yesterday no, and then know. it's like nope that was 10 years ago like i can yeah you know um yeah, you're absolutely right. I appreciate your, you and you and then have always been big supporters of me and have never made me feel bad about doing what I'm doing or not calling as often. You just always try to connect and uh, we do and we make it work, but I'm super appreciative of it. Um, so I do want to, I do want to touch on, on one thing here. You're also kind of a dog whisperer. And it's something that people probably don't know much of. And I don't know what tricks have been taught to this new dog of yours. Have you have you really like sat down and and taught a bunch of tricks here, or, or is it you just kind of let him? Yeah,
1: we've got a we've got a red lab. He's about seven eight months old. He, he's a good dog. He listens really well. Actually, my wife has spent more time with him. Uh, we'll we'll get him tuned up for for hunting season here soon enough, but.
0: Um, I, I had a, I don't know, I think I know where you're going, but keep going with it. So Hank had also one of the greatest dogs of all time, Ranger, the three legged lab, um, an absolute champion. Um, but Hank, I mean Ranger, was a great a dog and did whatever he said. I remember when the Browns would go on vacations and stuff, I would kind of go out and do chores, throw some hay to horses and stuff like that. What was that miniature pony's name? penny that's penny yeah penny little
1: devil horse
0: (laughs) that it would slide underneath the fence all the time and then i remember one time opening the door and like channer just took off and i was like all right jake go find it you know and like it was just such a shit show but that dog would always just kind of all right or ranger not jake but Right, Jake was a good dog, too, but Ranger would lead you to where everybody was and help you wrangle everybody up. But then, when you lived with Weston and Nicole for a while, they had a dog, Kata, Kota, Kata, right? Kata, yeah. And you taught Kata how to open the fridge and grab a beer. She's a smart dog. I didn't have to do much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how does one go about that? Hey, I mean, that's kind of like one of like the top-tier tricks of... Of dogs. I mean, I really think like if you could teach your dog to open the fridge and bring you a beer, like what better? Where well, it doesn't get any better. Like that's the top.
1: I mean, that's every red blooded American man's dream is to you will know, shoot some pheasants behind a good dog and then it have bring you a beer at the end of the night. I I don't know. I mean, dogs are labs especially, I've always been a lab guy and they, they aim to please and they're easy to learn and you spend a few minutes with them. They're kind of like a kid. They have a short attention span, but repetition. And I don't know, maybe I've got a knack for it. I have no idea, but I've always been a lab guy
0: yeah, for sure. I think you're, I think you're selling yourself short. So I was just hoping you could like give us the tricks. Like what, did you just open the fridge and like put the beer in her mouth or what?
1: I, I don't even hardly remember to be honest with you. I'm sure it, it, it was that simple. Like, You put a rag on the fridge door and you get them to put it in their mouth and open it up and fetch the beer, so to speak, and do that 50
0: times over a week and pretty soon they got it down. It's great. It's great. Greatest trick of all time. You should probably write, you could probably write a short little book on it on Amazon and it'd it'd sell. It'd be a great stocking stuffer. How to train your dog to grab a beer, but it only, only for labs only. Labs only. so you frank the tank right that's the new pup yes sir have you taken him have you had him for a hunting season yet no we got him last
1: fall late last fall that's so i thought this would be his first season he'll be about a year old so about perfect timing actually yeah looking looking forward to that it'll be a busy you know maybe doing october fall harvest try to get out hunting a little bit we'll see how things go
0: you still get to drive trains out at the elevator
1: yeah, they uh, bring old, you know, hundred ten car trains in that we load up with
0: corn, soybeans, and wheat, and send out. And those things are so simple to drive, and blow your mind. I'm sure it is, but it's just one of those things. Like, I don't think a lot of—I know, I don't think I know a lot of people have not ever drove a train. It's like telling people like, "Oh, I've drove, yeah, I've drove a tractor before," and that blows people's mind. But then let's take it to another scale. Hank's drove a train, drives trains weekly probably just hop in them and move them back and forth load the cars up
1: and a lot of horsepower on those things pulling 24 million pounds of grain and steel
0: that's crazy to me all those numbers i think i mean how hard is it to get a train going
1: not very hard
0: i'm sure it's just a lever but like there's like two levers you take the brake
1: off and you have Throw the throttle forward. I mean, once once there's some there's a little bit more to it, but you're sitting in a cockpit that's about as empty as this blank table, and there's two levers. Is it blocks.
0: really like is that? It's just it's that, that simple. simple. It's that simple. About to be driving across the the Southwest here in a BNSFY or BNSF uh, railway train. I see them all the time. And a lot of trains here in the Southwest too. If you if you weren't aware, we get a lot of cars, a lot of cargo trains now. No grain, no grain. Bringing
1: in all the goods for for the millions of people.
0: Yeah, bringing all the Chinese goods in from the <laughs> harbors. That's exactly what they're doing. No, that's pretty sweet, though. I mean, remember a couple snaps. Like I said, dude, I think it's just a sweet thing. Not a lot of people get to drive a train ever in their life. You know, it's like it's it's definitely unique. Yeah, it is. What's next, airplane? We'll see there's
1: a lot of farmers I work with have their pilot's license and actually have two coworkers that do as well. So, I mean, they're not driving flying commercial airliners, but it's a popular thing out in North Dakota for whatever reason, mainly because it's so huge and expansive, but yeah, seven, eight farmers with their pilot's license that just fly for fun. And that'd be a blast.
0: That's crazy. Uh, biggest farmer you deal with, you don't have to say who it is, but how many acres they running?
1: We've got a lot. Of, I've got four or five farms that are ten to twelve thousand acres and then a couple that are twenty to twenty five thousand acres that we that we work with. Jeez Louise.
0: You still tight with the governor? A little
1: bit here and there. Josh Dumel? Josh Dumel. No, he had his wedding here last uh last year in Fargo, I believe it was.
0: So uh if you listen to another podcast called Only the Important Stuff by Jeff Heinrich has got a good friend, Ross Bolesky. Ross's DJ owns a company called Rock With You Entertainment. And he did he did uh Josh Jumel's wedding. And it's not that just Ross gets to do these things, he then becomes friends with these people. And on one of the podcasts with Jeff, he was like, because <clears throat> Josh Jumel is a huge Vikings fan, too, right? Yeah. And um uh, Ross is a Chiefs fan. And Ross said on the pod, he's like, dude, I text Josh Dumel and said, can't wait for the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. It was like, what a flex. What a flex. I mean, that's just a, that's the Midwest Golden Boy right there. I mean, that's peak. Wow. Where's he from? Is he from he's Fargo? He's
1: from, where the heck? He's from Minot, I believe. Okay. But he, uh, yeah, he, he's proud of North Dakota and married a gal from North Dakota. After yeah, he was married to Fergie. After, yeah. <coughs> voice like Jesus, but no, I mean, yeah, cool, cool little backstory there. And
0: no, it's neat. Nice enough guys. Yeah, pretty soon you're going to be the king of North Dakota. Uh, wind blowing 50 miles a day still, miles per hour, not 50 miles a most, day. Most
1: days, Benny, most days.
0: Yeah, that's tough. I always tell Ton if we move back to the Midwest, we're going to live in Sioux Falls or Fargo. But I don't think... Well, she'll know now when this comes out. I don't think she knows how much the wind blows in Fargo. Daily. And
1: -hmm. the weather's a little uh, here and there. We had snow until April 20th, and then this last week has been 95
0: degrees, so we got that going for us. It's so weird, too. Like, sometimes you guys get a ton of snow, and then you'll just get, like, no snow. And, And you would think... I know people are like, yeah, welcome to anywhere, but Fargo is so far north. Like, it's just like a mind blowing thing, but that has to be because of the wind. Right. And that's what all the wind coming over the Rocky mountains, blowing the gul- the jet stream.
1: So. You got to figure it out.
0: I don't, but you know, I try.
1: We had an unbelievable amount of snow this past one. Yeah, there is winters where we get nothing. So it's, uh, that's it's nice. weird. And you're right. We're, I mean, for the people in Minnesota, Fargo is like the same distance north as like a a Brainerd. Yeah. I mean, we're way the we're heck up here.
0: Yeah, it's nuts. You take, I know I said 29 earlier. I meant 94. But if you take 29 from Fargo all the way down to Sioux Falls, the topography change too is nuts. Yes, sir. This, it's just a, it's a nice spot. I like Fargo. We had a fun time that weekend when I was up there. Um, yeah, be glad to do that again. But uh you think you think Fargo Forever?
1: We'll see. I mean, it's it is a nice town. It's growing a lot like Sioux Falls. So there's a lot of young families and a lot of things going on, but I've learned you can't predict life. Yeah. I have no idea. I I
0: mean, happy where I'm at, happy the place we're living, but never know what's gonna come forward. For sure. I think that was something your dad told me once. Where do you see yourself in five years is one of the dumbest questions ever because life can yeah, change I remember tomorrow. that
1: conversation, yeah. It must have been one of those times you're at the office and he interviews a lot of people and he'll ask that question and uh, these young kids will give him this specific answer and he just starts laughing because you can't predict five years. No.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, no, life is crazy. You can't predict five days. Um, just being honest, it's, it's wild. But no, I, I do like Fargo. I think it's a great area. It is a booming area. Um, shout out to Bison. That's always fun. That's biggest ticket in town. Everybody's got going where, what else, what else do you love about Fargo? We're going to get a little Fargo plug here.
1: I mean, there it's, it's got everything you need. Um, I mean, one thing I like about it geographically is, uh, my wife's family, then our family lives off interstate 94 and my work is off interstate 94. So it's kind of like a centrally located spot for us. Yeah point to pick up wherever you want to go on interstate 94 and we're there in an hour or two and
0: um yeah and you could probably fly to about anywhere from fargo Margo Hector international hell yeah
1: <laughs> you're in and out in five minutes but yeah there's a lot of direct flights i mean arizona texas few in florida and stress-free uh flying that's what
0: sure. is it sun country allegiant
1: everything flies out of there because uh allegiance and american is kind of a hub okay but you can hop on a delta flight or what have you
0: oh they do the connectors for delta too Yep,
1: yeah, yep. Yeah. that's
0: nice no that's
1: cool ten, 10 minutes to the airport from our house if you got a 7 a.m flight you gotta leave about 6 30 from
0: the house and you're golden tough tough don't tell ton that because i still like to get there fairly early You never know. You never know. You know, things might happen. They might take a long time. There might be 15 people in front of you at TSA. You just never know. There's a few
1: more many people down at the Phoenix uh, International Airport.
0: And this airport at Phoenix is one of the ones I trust to literally show up an hour and a half before your flight. And it's a major because it's so fast. They're so good. So there's your uh, weekly plug of flight information out of Sky Harbor and Fargo Hector International Airports. But, no, uh, Henry, I love you, brother. I appreciate you for for jumping on. It never feels like it's an hour when you're just talking to somebody, you know, and love and catch up, and boom, there we are. It's done. Um, I appreciate you, brother. I'm so proud of you. And then you guys are building a heck of a life, and it's been fun to to watch from the sidelines for sure. Can't wait to see what's next. Can't wait to see what the baby is in October. Um, Yeah, dude. Appreciate you, brother. I love you.
1: Yeah, I, I'm glad I got to take the time to talk to you on this venue. And, you know, it's really cool that you're doing this, Benny, because you're kind of immortalizing a lot of different time with a lot of different people that you'll be able to look back on and your family will be able to look back on in 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, that's something really unique. So we're super proud of what you're doing, where you're headed. And uh, I just can't wait like, to see you in person again. So I know. And this was just a catch up phone call between two buddies. So whoever's listening, uh, kind of went in a lot of different directions. We tried not to get too deep into too many different <laughs> inside jokes, but yeah, I'm uh, super happy for you. I appreciate it.
0: Appreciate you, brother. Um, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, please like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, rate five stars, all that fun stuff. Be good, everybody. Guys, only the way you want it. only getting the you it.